Welcome to Four Beers In. Hi, I'm Brendan. I am Matt. Marco. Tammy. And on this show, what let's just talk about like what almost goes next to beer is sports, uh, chosen by Marco. So before we jump into some sports, let's talk about our beers, because I'm actually changing it up a little bit. I've got our Brute IPA today, which is kind of a nice crisp... IPA. It's on the lighter side of things as far as color and boldness, but higher on the alcohol content, pushing a like a seven oh seven one kind of thing. A uh, little on the dry on the on the end of it, but I mean it's a it's a good it's a good summer fuck you up beer. <laughs> Even though I'm drinking it in the fall, plus the Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving fuck you up beer. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I've got a two-hearted ale from Bell's. It's an American IPA, also about 7.0. Oh, nice. I bought it because of the logo without looking at the uh, IP or alcohol per volume. Not that it almost has the same last name. Wine bottles name. do that. It has exactly the same last name. Yeah. I like the so. labels of wine bottles. Well, that's how Tammy buys her wine. Sometimes. The labels? Well, if it's in the category I want. That's actually not necessarily a bad thing from when I've done some wine tastings. Sommeliers have told me, like, successful brands will spend more on the packaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, not necessarily always true, but it's a good indicator if you know nothing about a wine. If it's in, like, a quality bottle with quality label. Yeah, I mean... It, it's an impression, and it's also kind of part of sales. So, what are you sipping on? You know more about this beer than <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's delicious. But it's a ch- chocolate cherry? Cho- yeah, chocolate cherry porter. Um, we used real fudge and cherries, which kind of make it a little bit... It comes through. You can really taste it. Yeah. But it's, it's not like overpowering, like fake flavor. That's why we went the route we did, because two years ago when it was brewed, we used an artificial. Um, <laughs> and it kind of almost was a Robitussin. Robitussin. Mm, Robitussin. That sounds kinda. delicious. The, uh, <laughs> it was the Lil Wayne Porter. Yeah, a little You're bit. You're fighting a cold? <laughs> Come drink our beer. Yeah. <laughs> now that's your winter brew right there. Exactly. Got a little bit of a scratchy throat? Have some of the Chaka Cherry Porter. We snuck in some, uh, yeah, Robitussin. Uh, it's like a flaming um, mo. Yeah. <laughs> the secret ingredient is cha- cough syrup. Simple over-the-counter children's cough syrup. <laughs> Comes in all variety of flavors. (laughs) This one we chose cherry. Um, So to avoid that, this year we used real ingredients and and had bricks of fudge that we had to melt down. It actually tastes like chocolate and and cherry. The more I I drink it, the more it grows on me. And and I'm more kind of like Matt. I like my beer flavored beer. So to stray away a little bit, like in our in our text, the way Matt, you know, it sounds like a nice dessert. It it. It definitely is a good way to end the evening. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah? I haven't had one yet, but for dessert, I will. Nice. I like it. Tam? I'm going to switch it up after this, but I have my typical berry seltzer just because it's lower cal. But I'm going to switch to the brute. No, oh, you're going brute. I'm going to go brute after this, and then I'm going to end with a coffee stout because that's my favorite. She's got this all mapped out the rest of I the do. evening. All mapped out. Now we'll see how that goes. Stupid question. Does coffee stout maintain its caffeine 
when yeah. you, oh, when you brew question. it? I didn't even think of I that. I believe so. Okay. Um, we infused or added a 24-hour cold drip coffee to the end of the process. So the beer had been done fermenting. It was just a straight stout. Yeah. And then we added it on. So It's not I like cooking with wine, though, where it boils out the alcohol. No, there was no that. cooking involved. In fact, right. it was just but all caffeine chilling, so. still stays in there? Yeah, it okay. still should be in there. Oh, so you can't yell at me if I That's go get like a, a coffee stout versus <clears throat> a cup of coffee. Right. Because I want coffee all the time. And he's like, it's 9 o'clock at night. You're not going to sleep. But if I grabbed a coffee stout, you might not say anything. <laughs> that was <laughs> uh, on, the, on the Drew Carey show. They had they microbrewed Buzz, Buzz Beer, which oh. was coffee beer. And their motto was, Marco? I can't remember Stay that. Stay up part. and get drunk all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that. Um, yeah, let's get to some sports, man. I'm going to toss it on over to you. Yeah, so the topic I picked was favorite sports teams and why. Okay. Or maybe some good anecdotes, some good memories you have around that particular sports team. I think my very favorite sports team is that one that, um, who's on first? And <laughs> I don't Abbott know and Costello? <laughs> Abbott and Costello, yeah, the one that they managed. I like that team. Yeah. All-time favorite. The next one would be Sam Malone's Boston Red Sox. Okay. Oh, wow. I, Those were like the insufferable Boston Red Sox, though, before they started winning and well, that's because basically becoming the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam Malone's Red Sox, I mean, it's not like he was a phenomenal pitcher. Oh, so. he was a relief pitcher strictly. Yep, yep. He never started. Yeah. He was made a Malone. Yeah. And he doesn't remember most of his career anyway. So <laughs> he just woke up with a bar and said, nice bar. <laughs> and I'll do this now. <laughs> he sold it twice, but somehow ended up, you know, still running that, the bar. That Beacon Street real estate must be dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about we start with <clears throat> soccer or football, since we're all pretty much soccer or football, football fans. Okay. You, do you want to start or do you want to assign somebody? Yeah, I'll start. So I started, I've always been kind of a Francophile, obsessed with like French history and culture. So I followed the French national team, was kind of my first foray into soccer fandom. And then that kind of branched out to me becoming an Arsenal fan because of Thierry Henry. That's your easy arsonist. Yeah, all, all... Arsonist, what it, as what an it, arson winger. As a Francophile, what age are we talking about and you gotten into this, the French national team? Um, Kind of like 10, 12-ish. Okay. Respectable. And that was when Arsenal also had their really successful teams under Arson Wenger, like early 2000s. You're, um, you're a lot younger than me. I was going <laughs> yeah. to say, how did you as a 10-year-old get to watch those teams? Well, 98, I think. Yeah, oh, that, that was the games. the World Cup was in France for now. Yeah, yeah, and that was the really kind of the good time to My become boys a, beat a, a, a French <laughs> fan. Um, yeah, they had uh, Thierry Henry. Patrick Vieira was another Arsenal player. Oh yeah, um, pretty respectable. Uh, Robert Pires. Yeah, there are a lot of French Arsenal connections, and that's kind of how I picked my club team, because I never really followed club soccer. I always followed the international game. In 98, it, it's understandable. Yeah, because it was easier to see international games at that point. Because Yeah, and they didn't really play club At this point in Denver, then. it's easier to see international games than our local team. Yeah, it's kind of sad. 
But for me, I was 10 and 88. So when you were born, I think. Yeah, 87. Oh. So I was, I was a wee babe. I did enjoy once in a while scanning the Spanish channel and catching a Mexican League soccer game. I would watch for a little while, but I couldn't understand it. So I would pass. I would move on. You could put the caps on. I wouldn't have known how to do that at 10 or or how to find an actual <laughs> yeah, English language I soccer game. Either. So soccer eluded me as a child. I was a big baseball fan, mm. specifically the Cubs, because I grew up in Colorado, where we didn't have the Rockies till I was 15. Uh, but more than the Cubs, I was a big um, Andre Dawson fan. I don't know what about that guy I loved, but he was a big slugger. Hold Are up. we good? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. All right. You can Hold hear up. that. Yeah, that was that. No. And we are back. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, soccer teams for for me it was, and I've always kind of like you were a Francophile. I, I want to be a Scotsman. Scotland. Um. <clears throat> and yet you cannot do the accent. No. <laughs> you don't even practice. It somehow comes out Irish. Uh, which I guess the, the actual Irish in me just seems you to just you haven't watched the movie Train Spotting enough. Not you just no, kind of whatever Begbie's yelling, yell that. Okay. If that's not your fault, I don't know what ace. Because <laughs> he has a gorgeous accent. That yeah, you did that pretty well, man. Um, I so I I think I I followed. I was a Rangers fan for quite a bit, even though I couldn't watch the games. I would I. Sometimes I couldn't even get internet to pull up because, you know, this was like late 90s where, you you know, you still had to like dial up shit. Um, but it, it was national teams because at the time, the 98 World Cup was one of the first World Cups, at least that I could recall as a kid, where Scotland had made it. And they didn't do well, but they did beat France. <laughs> Who's that the last one they made? That was the last <laughs> one that they made. Um, there At least were, you understand the Scottish accent. It's just been pain ever since. <laughs> yes. And, well, they've come close so many times, and they just qualified for Euros this year, which was the first time that they've done that, and probably, oh, man, it might even be a decade. And so that's, it, there's a lot of hope, I think, for the Tartan Army that, you know, World Cup qualifying could happen because how they do in euros matters it's kind of almost like the Concacaf for the americas so you do well there you you get yourself a bid um our english mastiff we named kind of after my favorite player kenny miller she was a female so you can't name a female kenny so we named her kenna damn gender rules and dogs um, <laughs> They got to do something about that ASPCA. Right? Tyrannical. I, I felt a little bit differently about my Scottish players and stuff like that when we got Cade and we ended up naming him after a video game character. But I think at some point down the road, some other dog or pet might end up getting a name after, you know, James McFadden or Ali McCoist or, you know, some of the other greats. Although I didn't even touch on Alex Ferguson because he was more of a coach, not so much a player. Um, but there's there's some greatness that has come out of Scotland that I've always kind of followed as far as soccer goes. Um, I was going to ask you about that because not a lot of people know about Alex Ferguson in Scotland, but they associate him with 
Manchester United. Until you hear him talk. Right. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's Edinburgh, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's a classy gentleman. Yeah. And, I so mean, why aren't you a Manchester United fan? I didn't really... I don't know why. I think there's a part of me that refuses to follow a team that is so big that other people follow them, even though they don't know what they're talking about. That's what it is. Especially when you're talking about late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Manchester United was the bandwagon team. Right. Absolutely they were. And still kind of, in some cases, are. Um, and and it's, it's... I wouldn't say a turnoff, but it rubs me wrong if... I wouldn't even say a casual fan, but if someone comes up to me that doesn't really know soccer, but that's who they know, and they're like, "Dad, that's who I follow." I I get it, because that's all you know or who you've know. But if you really want to know more about the sport, starting eleven, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do something like that, or even kind of tell me who they've played against. That's a lower league. Like, ask me about Wolverhampton or Ipswich or or some of the other like names that you might hear or see on a fixture against Man U. Um, but if you're going to come at me and talk to me about how awesome Man U and Man City are and you've been a fan for all of two months, I'm I'm not really going to engage in much of a conversation. I don't know why, but I've had a few people like that that, oh, you're soccer? Let's talk soccer. But then you're only talking about soccer that's just shoved down your throat for the last two months you've been a fan. I don't know. I guess that makes it, me a dick. But I, I So going I, off of that, <laughs> your club team... <laughs> And how you became a fan of that team. <laughs> so Topics. my club team was Rangers, is Rangers, as far as Scotland goes. Now, England, I mean, you guys know it. I Brighton and Morecambe. I have teams in almost every league that I can follow or want to follow. The last one I'm going to mention is clearly the Rapids because that's that's my home team. Because they're the team, last one. But they are, in a weird way, the last one. And... <clears throat> I think part of my problem with the Rapids is is that I've been covering this team for a decade and I've done a lot for the team and the supporters group and and Matt as well. We've we've built a lot and just got shat on between both the supporters group and the club at times and it it dwindled my flame for the club. And now here they are actually playoff bound and and a good looking roster and I'm a bit removed and a lot of it is just because of how a club can treat its fans and journalists. Um, I was lucky enough or have been lucky enough to be a journalist for a club and wanted to be for other clubs, but that's all kind of been skewed and changed based on my experience from my hometown team. But yeah, I, I, I Rangers and Brighton, hold a higher candle than the Rapids, sadly. And for me, I forgot to mention Marseille. That was kind of my was adopted that club? club team because when I studied abroad, it was in the south of France, and that was the team that everyone would watch Champions League back in 07. They're the underdogs against Liverpool. But they've had a rough history. They haven't always been all that great. Well, historically, they're the only French club that has won Champions League, and even that is kind of controversial because <laughs> they had a match-fixing scandal. Oh, really? Not with Champions League games, but with lower... It was the situation... League 2? How I've read it was they're trying to 
kind of work around their roster issues to win Champions League. So, you know, when teams are in all those competitions, they have to rest players or whatever. Right. Um, So there was something going on with that. Um, It's still nothing's been proven because I've read some biographies, which granted are biased because they're biographies of players that played for that team. (laughs) Uh, So there's different accounts of what happened, but... They're still officially the only French League One team that has won Champions League, and that's why it's pretty big for them when Bayern beat PSG. That was almost like when you see your rival not equal you, you cheer <laughs> as much as if your team was in the game. Right. That's that's like any Rapids fan being happy when they see RSL get their ass smashed. <laughs> And with the local soccer club, the Rapids, um, I went to games and stuff growing up. Like, I went to Mile High Stadium. um, But I was kind of a Euro snob as far as soccer goes, admittedly. There's a lot that still are. I didn't view it the same as, like, the big clubs in Europe. Um, But at the same time, I, like, really appreciated players like Marcelo Balbo and Pablo, just seeing those guys play at a high level with the national team but i would never have said i was like a diehard rapids fan but at the same time i've kind of experienced the same kind of lack of luster or loss of luster that that you mentioned yeah they did it to us how about you matt well nowadays i'm only a rapids fan and because of covid and because of i don't have cable and i haven't had cable for 10 years and i'll never have cable again um, I can't watch my team on TV unless I go and pay money somewhere at a mm. bar or something, which I can't always do. I don't always want to do. Um, so honestly, most game days, I don't know it's a game day until I see on Twitter that it's a game day. Mm. And then I forget to follow the game. Then I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh yeah, how did that game go? And bada boom, we're in the playoffs <laughs> and I've, missed out on it and i almost don't even care now do you chalk some of that down to covid or do you think that's kind of the way well the club has handled uh, the broadcast thing was before covid (laughs) yeah it's always been impossible to watch them on tv since i've been here six years now um i know they used to be on a terrestrial channel too but they're not they haven't been for (laughs) like two since 2009 oh yeah it's been since mile high since 2009 or 10 or something I think I read once. Um, but since Kroenke has taken his teams and put them on his network, which seems like it should be illegal, and then the cable companies here, I, who I don't subscribe to anyway, now we're in disputes with them, and nobody can watch them unless you have exactly one carrier. And pay extra money. And pay, like, top-tier cable. I, I just, you know, I, I will pay to go to the live event i will not pay to watch it on tv that's where i'm at i get you i love the experience of the rapids i love the experience of all soccer matches i love the fans they're better than every other sport i love the game it's better than any other game i love the experience it's better than any other live sporting event how about your heart's experience my heart's experience was great but they lost and they lost to Celtic when Celtic had just been abandoned by their head coach, <laughs> which was supposed to demoralize them, and it didn't. They still won handily. 
Um, but more than the game, I remember the gentleman who I met who got me into the game because you can't buy Celtic tickets unless they know who you are. Oh, wow. Because of hooliganism over there, and that's a fascinating tale. Hmm. They would not sell me a ticket to that game because I'm not already on record as having been to a Hearts game before. They don't know that I'm a Hearts fan. So they um, basically, I guess it's common practice for Celtics and Rangers fans to dress in false colors, infiltrate the supporters, and then cause all kinds of shit inside (laughs) the stands. Fuckers. In That's fact, funny. in Scotland, there is like a whole section empty between Celtic fans and Hearts fans, and there are in that section police. <laughs> and mm-hmm. They don't let them touch. Most of Europe is that way. I think Italy actually has the National Guard at a lot of their games, like Roma, Juventus, and stuff. But um, yeah, I had to get in by asking a, a nice older guy to buy me a ticket, and I would pay him back. And and I did, and he did, but he had to buy it under his son-in-law's name. That's crazy. So I attended the name, the game under the name Patrick Mack. So Patty Mack. And uh, hmm. it was great. I loved the experience. I loved all of the games I saw in, in England and uh, Great Britain. But uh, it's, it's also hard to follow the hearts, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I follow most of them on social media, and that's kind of a very removed place to be. But such is the world. When I can get Hearts TV, maybe I will. When I can stream it to my TV. But I think right now I can't. I think last time I checked, I don't think I could. I had an issue with Rangers TV being in America. Yeah, uh, I think if, Hearts if still has an issue. If I had got a VPN where I had a, a UK VPN or something. Yeah. You got to teach Matt how to use a VPN. I don't, wanna, <laughs> I, I don't like computers and I don't want to know any more about them. I would hate to have to learn things to get... To have to go know. through all that extra effort. When it seems like they should be coming to me. Right. I always tell my son this because he's going to grow up in this computer age and he wants to make video games. And I always tell him the phrase idiot proof, I'm the idiot <laughs> that you're, you're thinking of. If I can do it, you've done well designing it. I don't think I should have to learn something I don't want to learn in order to give you money. I think you should come to me and get my money. <laughs> well, that, I'm here with my money. Yeah, that's good business. It's bad business if you have to seek it out. Yeah, and Crunky, my hometown team, doesn't want my money. They would rather have no fans than my money. Makes than you come wonder, to get my money. Like, why? Because they seem to do this We literally, the themselves. entire fan base is literally begging them to take their money, and Crunky could not care less. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense because it almost seems like there's some sort of underlying reason as to to why they do it. Like, is it more of a write-off having this team than it is to actually put in the effort to be competitive with other teams in, in the same kind of market? Because you know Kansas City isn't doing this. No. Dallas in fact, because like, of pandemic, we've learned that almost every other team has offered some kind of streaming service to their fans. Or they'll put it straight up on their own website. Yeah. But. And we also know from Rapids past that they will subvert streams from other teams that they're playing <laughs> against in minor, like in the Desert Diamond Cup. They would suppress streams from lower leagues they were playing. It, yeah, that got That's crushed. like they're actively hurting us at that point. So as much as um, it's funny because as much as you hate the ownership, it makes you almost appreciate the players more because they're in this shitstorm they don't deserve to be in. 
and they're doing well this year and they deserve to be recognized and this ownership is just yeah not allowing it which can lead to a whole different discussion maybe for another time but being a fan of a crappy club <laughs> you know it, it it what is it like to be a fan where you go from like i just want to win to, to accepting mediocrity i feel like that's a, an experience unique to sports cuz if it's like a a band or a content creator and something else you would just stop being a fan a <laughs> little bit i think you're or right or if, I mean, if it's like a bill cosby situation it's like <laughs> okay. who will openly say they're a bill cosby fan now these days right I think you're you're onto something there because I could think of a couple bands where they've put out some pretty shitty albums, but yet I still go back every once in a while to see if something good has happened. Or if you go to their show and they're just bad, you, you <laughs> that's just stop, that's a really good. You way just to stop act. going to yep. see that band. You might still listen to the albums because that's different. But if you go to a live show and they're not very good, you kind of lose some of your fandom. Yeah, which I can't I've argue that. that with. A few different bands. Oh, it's happened for more than once for you. All right, we'll save that for another uh, episode. Because <laughs> mostly rappers, which I, sh- yeah. I should I, I should learn my lesson with that one. Yeah, most uh, I think uh, Guns and Roses falls in that category too. Yeah, they've had some issues live. That's for sure. Um, Tam, do you really like? I mean, you you follow soccer mostly because I do, but well, you married into fanaticism. I did, but it, we're not in the state that. Your bon- I feel bad for the Rapids because here it's more Broncos, Rockies. Literally everything else. I, exactly. So really you don't... I didn't so you're know a sports soccer, widow, soccer but really it could be worse. When I moved out here <laughs> until I met you, which is really unfortunate because they don't advertise it as much. But where I grew up, I mean, it was more football and hockey. All right. So no that, real soccer team. That happens. Me. I was once out and about in the city of Denver, which I often am. And sometimes you see somebody wearing a Rapids shirt and or jacket. People will mistake that a lot with the colors. Sorry. Well, it doesn't happen <laughs> often. But when you see somebody, you try to say, hey, go go Rapids or something like that. You acknowledge it. So I happened across this woman who was wearing a Rapids jacket in the winter. And I said, hey, don't see many Rapids fans out here. And she said, I don't know who that is. I just like the color. That. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was going to say that because I've seen my mom has bought some rapid stuff in the patch and she's just like oh this was on sale it was three dollars at walmart it's i can be guilty of that but i know who the rapids are i still rap i do like the colors but i used to wear it to work some when i worked at the dispensary. or the other common one is oh my kid plays for the yeah so club usually yeah. there's a link for me but i've worn it where i used to work and sometimes if it would be mistaken for abs if they didn't see the actual logo and they just knew it was an athletic jacket. Yeah. Oh, abs are doing good or not doing good. I'm like, it's actually the Rapids. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to me how huge hockey is in this city mm-hmm. because I grew up in this city when all we had was the Nuggets, the Broncos, and, and the, the Zephyrs, which were a AAA baseball team. And it, it, I wouldn't call it a sports town. It, it really wasn't. And when we got the Avalanche, they immediately won the Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, which pisses me off from being a sports hockey fan. And I yeah, and I feel like those kinds of seasons need to be an asterisk because I was only vaguely aware that they came from like Montreal or something. Uh, I don't know where they came from. They came from Quebec City, which is interesting because I've actually been to Quebec City, and that's the first thing Quebecers bring up. If you mention you're from Colorado, they will say something to the tune of, "Oh, you took our Stanley Cup." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because well, we did not when win did that Colorado Stanley Cup. Get a team was it '95 when they? Yeah, '95, '96, yeah. around that it time. Is. I mean, and you did very well. I mean, you've won. I mean, I was lived here for two cup wins, and then, but I'm obviously I'm a Buffalo fan, so I'm a Saber fan, which they were established, I think, in 1971. And we've never won the cup. We've had highs and lows for sure. But then I move out here and you fucking win the cup twice. And I'm like, God damn. But I do like the abs. I do like the abs. And I did. But it's always fascinating to me how the city has grabbed onto the abs, but not the rapids. And yeah. I wonder why. I, I, I wonder if it's marketing. very well. I know if you go to any sporting goods store, you will not find most likely a Rapids shirt, but you will find Avs, Nuggets, Broncos, yeah. Rockies, and also success. Mammoth sometimes will well, market a sports a team. Yeah, they're like a tiny little section, and then like. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I have a hoodie from Dick's, but that's the only thing I've ever found there. Yeah. Uh, most of the times I you have to get to them Coles. at the, the club store. <laughs> I don't think Coles has. Actually, them. I was gonna say I don't know. We're if Target. I've, I've seen some stuff in Daddy? Target. Yeah, I checked the Target local section. It's always CUCSU, but I don't see any Rapids. I've seen more high school merch than I have Rapids merch. Yeah. Which really is just... It is kind of sad because I feel like it is a a huge sport, like you guys were talking earlier, and like other countries, and it's one of the sports you don't have to have a million dollars to play in, and it really should be embraced, a cardio, and it's a hard sport, but I don't think it's respected in America like it is in other. No, because you have, like, big, like, sports personalities like Jim Rome and whatnot that will take I mean, you have every opportunity you can be fat to, to... You can be fat in football. You can baseball, be fat in baseball. Yeah. Sometimes it helps, depending on your position. That's if you're true. a center, you have to be fat. It's like our dog, our mastiff. He just, like, wrestles you down, and that's exactly yeah. what defense would do. Yeah, just, and all just those throw your weight on them. NFL linemen always lose weight after they retire, <laughs> and you're like, you're not the same person. What <laughs> they happened? become super skinny because yeah. they have to put on weight to to play that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we went to see a soccer game. My experience with soccer, being a newbie, it was night and day to actually go to a Rapids game, and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you have the experience of I love sports, and live sports is better than TV sports anytime. But then we went to visit my brother in Portland, Oregon, and we went to a Timbers game, and it was freaking night and day. Oh yeah. Of like it, if we lived Atmosphere there, has I would a lot be sold on soccer, it. and I would love the sport because the energy and the and the people there. I mean, that was thriving. You and can it had a, a totally different atmosphere. You like, can walk around the city of Portland and oh find God. Timbers decals in business windows. It, was it is totally the sport. It's super. It's the the Portland Blazers and the Timbers are just about on that same mm-hmm. level. The Timbers are a little less okay. than the NBA, but there are businesses. There's a barber chain that sponsored by the Timbers or sponsors the Timbers, yeah, and you would crazy. see their logo in every one of those oh, barber awesome. shops. 
you see merch everywhere, people everywhere. You see gear everywhere. There's such a huge army. The Timbers army is a huge well, fan base. Yeah, and that's where the I realize soccer is actually not too bad. And it's big. And it just depends. And it's really unfortunate that Colorado hasn't grasped that. Yeah. Because you do have people all over the country that live here. And that's what... Well, you kind of see it with every new franchise that puts the Rapids to shame. With their stadium size, their stadium sellouts, their well, and that, the fan base in general, it was, and it comes down to the people in leadership positions on the supporters mm-hmm. side and the club side give a shit, care, and are, are putting it out there for people to become a part of of something great. We got none of that coming out of either one of the two things that I just said, and then I don't mean to like I'm wearing our supporters group hoodie, but. Our supporters group has had some issues these last couple of years, COVID withstanding, but it doesn't help that the club just doesn't, they say they work with us and they do the bare minimum to do so, but it's nothing compared yeah. to like her, her Portland experience. Oh, in order to have that day. here in Colorado. It was like going to a Bronco game in Portland. Yeah. I mean, it. we would have to figure out how to bring out the real soccer fans because I mean, we were kind of briefly talking about it. You mentioned being a Euro snob. And I, I think I kind of was too for a long time. And I still have a Georgia. brother who, who is. Like, we, we grew up in a soccer household. And my mom probably loves the Rapids more than all of us in this room combined, despite everything we've just said to piss on them. But my one brother, is he just refuses to give MLS and the Rapids any chance at all he won't watch he won't care he's just like the quality sucks it's never going to be better we just don't know how to what you know he he's got his whole line of excuses and it's instilled in his head that we'll just never be as good even if that's the case we still have a decent product right here i disagree with that because there's other states in the that are doing really well and well that's what i'm saying like as a like as mls as a league is a good league. It's there are teams and games worth watching, and they're putting it out there. You don't have to be a Rapids fan. In fact, I almost encourage you not to be at this point. Aww, well, no, like, I mean, <laughs> like it, that's the point. Well, if you're a new yeah. fan adopting a team, there's plenty of teams. Don't adopt this one because Although... you're going to be disappointed after next year. Like you can't. Like unless Matt you want to be a hipster like Brendan and not follow a team that. <laughs> Everyone else follows um, because follow of Houston. popularity. Yeah. Well, you bring in big names like you got, was it Tim Howard, and then you had Jones. Jermaine Jones, yes. Yeah, we brought in some names. But Thinking it would bring in the clientele, and maybe Tim Howard did bring One in. of those two actively hated our math. club. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one didn't have sustainable more? change at all. Jones didn't? Joe, well, neither of them had sustainable change. Howard didn't. Jones was here for a year and actively hated the club. Yeah. So, you know, and he, he, he didn't big play that much. He, he was hurt from yeah. most of his season. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say he that big time Tim he hated did. the club, but he was basically Above collecting it a certain, check. Yeah. 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 He was a deal to get a sponsor on the shirt, which is something that was also embarrassing when we were the only team that didn't have a shirt sponsor. And we had to go out of state to get it. Yes, for that first year we had a, we had that, not only Chow, but with Transamerica, until they changed the logo, we had their San Francisco building, that iconic building, I think it's called the Salesforce Tower now, of San Francisco, 
a city that has a team 40 minutes away in San Jose. We got their logo on our shirt for the first year of that sponsorship deal. Then they had to take it off. But Transamerica... And the only reason they took it off is because Transamerica sold that building so, to Salesforce. So they had to take it out of their logo. <laughs> to be clear, they, they sold the naming rights. Not They didn't own the building. But, yeah, they sold it to Salesforce, I hear. And um, all that Tim Howard deal amounted to was that sponsor. And he did a whole bunch of corporate events for them that we didn't know about until after it happened. The employees of that company got to have one-on-one meet and greets with Tim Howard, autograph signings and photos. Oh, they were pampered. And the fans... <laughs> oh, we saw it. The fans didn't even get to see him arrive at the airport, Aww. which is something you will not find in Portland. Yeah, in fact, well, sometimes... Well, I just didn't know, like, did you think it would actually help the... Well, that's how they sold it to us. And, like, it, trying to that's bring what they, in That was what and, they... I, I'm I sure mean, his jersey well did well. he's a soccer player. I'm sure his jersey no, did his well. His jersey wasn't top no, ten. It wasn't really. really? I saw one the other day. Somebody walking around in a Tim and Howard. Surprisingly, nice. Chris Wondolowski's jersey has been top ten. Well, that's because he's not even a particularly <laughs> popular player on a popular team. Is he? At least I don't think so. Is no. Wondo still with KC? Yeah. No. No. San, San Jose. Jose. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like Matt doesn't even I'm, know. Which I'm more. Team he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more a fan of his wife, to be fair. <laughs> That's awesome. hey, that's fair, man. <laughs> I prefer as players athlete, that score in World Cup. As an athlete, she's phenomenal. Um, it, it, well, and I think that goes down to kind of like soccer and football, it, the goal scorer or the quarterback. Those are the ones that people are going to pay attention to the more. And so, yeah, that's why Wando's going to get <laughs> so. More yeah, and then. so Tim Howard's never going to get my mom. To think no, of them as not a triple A baseball team. Yeah, but for some reason, Tim Howard had my mom thinking oh he was God. the Messiah. Like, you, there's a picture of her. I like, love she literally is like, oh. That picture. Because she, and actually, I could care less. And she was like, let's get a picture. And I'm like, I'll get a picture with them. I'll take a picture with anyone. And then she, the way she was just looking at him, it was like he was God. It was. I mean, she. It's cute. Yeah. In yes. Fact, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but in that whole fan kind of mentality. I can really like our players and I can like take pictures, selfies with them, but I can't get their autographs because the reality is it's a 22, 23 year old kid and I'm not. (laughs) And I feel weird about getting an autograph from a kid. So I've never been like this autograph hound kind of person, but it's this weird kind of relationship that I have as a fan with the players. And the good thing about the Rapids is I've gotten close to a lot of players because I've done the award presentations and stuff. But at the end of the day, I just feel like an old man. Like, I've kind of gotten that way, nice. too. I've gotten to be more of the um, legend autograph seeker, the guys who are, like, in their 50s and 60s, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this got to get this guy's autograph before he kicks the bucket. I can <laughs> see that. The retired of the greats that you might want. Because I'm kind of like you. Because it's more like you look up to those guys, and you can't really look up to athletes if they're younger than you. It feels wrong to look up to a 20 year old kid. Yeah, it just feels weird and wrong, and it's like no. I've accomplished things in my own kind of avenue of life. Yeah, I can appreciate you winning and playing well, and I can root for you all the way to the top. But I don't need your signature on it. But I'm not gonna. Also, it makes me more cognizant of how cocky athletes are. I was like, you're like 24 and you haven't, like, yeah, you're a professional athlete, but you haven't really accomplished much for how cocky you are. Yeah, but there's sports, 
their careers are so short, really. <laughs> They're well, that's the 30, other thing is like, which is crazy. Once you retire from professional sports, it's like, what else are you going to do unless you're yeah. like oh, an absolute you're... legend? It's like, yeah, or smart enough to talk into a microphone. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> well, there are a few. I mean, we had chatted about Terry Bradshaw. He seems to be making a career out of that. Yeah, but that well, guy's a juggernaut. He's, 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 yeah. sing. he's sings. He has all these albums. <laughs> he's also got a gimmick. He's, he's, kind of, he's kind of a bonehead. Yeah. He plays a character that I guess is lovable, is even though Danny. I've heard he's a jerk. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> So what other sports are, are in our hearts? Like? So I grew up as only a baseball fan. And I, we didn't have the Rockies yet, so I was a Cubs fan because Cubs were always on WGN, which is a channel I got. Yeah, yeah, channel two. Um, so I, I became a huge Andre Dawson fan. He was my favorite slugger. I was a Sean Dunstan fan. I think he was shortstop, and I wanted to play shortstop, but I ended up in right field, of course, because I sucked. Yeah, I'll own it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all my friends were also Cubs fans, which helped. You, d- because you didn't mention the great Ryan. My friend Brian was a Ryan Sandberg gigantic fan. I was, I appreciated Ryan Sandberg, but uh, my friend was fanatic about him. He also was a third baseman, so Uh he had that in common with him. But yeah, as a kid, I loved only baseball, and I don't know. Once we got the Rockies, I went to several games the first year, and I just kind of grew out of it. And I just considered baseball like in Scotland. It's considered a children's game. Rounders is what they call it. And they're like, it's for kids. It's like, that's not a real. And I I just, I don't know why. It's like South Park. I don't know why. I just kind of grew out of it. I stopped being interested. For whatever reason, I stopped being interested in baseball. And then soccer because of the 2002 World Cup. That was Korea-Japan. Kind of reeled me back in. So that was 2002, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was early 2000s. I don't have, I don't, I don't really remember. 94, 98, 2002. Yeah, yeah. math checks out. That was the one. <laughs> that was the one that was split between Japan and South Korea, and I uh, went from casual. That's when I went from casual fan to actual fan of soccer. So good. All right. Well, I was kind of a baseball fan too, because I mean, I grew up in 20 minutes, probably at the most, from you. Um, mm-hmm. I remember going. Two Zephyrs games or Grizzlies? Zephyrs. It was Zephyrs for me. The Bears were before the Zephyrs, but I have no memory of the Bears. Um, Me either. I've just seen Bears paraphernalia. I do remember opening day for the Rockies. I was there for that game. My uncle went, but I didn't. Hitting the freaking home run off like the first pitch. It was almost like, is this fucking shit for real? (laughs) Did this just happen? Like we just got a baseball team. The first guy at bat, first pitch, and he knocks it out of the park. You couldn't have asked for a better like start to baseball in Colorado. It hasn't been much of a. I mean, it's been a roller coaster since. Uh, but I grew up a Detroit Tigers fan, and it was mostly because of my grandpa. My grandpa lived and breathed the Tigers, and every time we visited, the only conversation I could get out of him was about Tigers. So. As I grew up, and I was the oldest grandson on that side of the family, so I think I was kind of that that re- release for him because my grandma didn't, she didn't give two shits. It was either golf or nothing. And so he could actually talk baseball, listen to baseball. Um, I was a bit of a shortstop and a pitcher, so Jack Morris, Alan Trammell, 
Um, I was a big Nolan Ryan fan too. I mean, no one could throw the ball like Nolan Ryan, despite mm-hmm. him not being on my team. I, I really liked Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Um, Texas Rangers, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And to see him beat the shit out of Robin Ventura at the end of his career was pretty awesome. Um, but I, too, kind of grew out of baseball. Um, right around the time the Rockies became a mainstay here in Colorado was about the time I kind of just, yeah, I left baseball in the dust, mostly for soccer and mm-hmm. hockey. Um, there was a, a, a brief bit there in my early childhood where I think I, I liked most Detroit teams. Um, the Pistons, I could probably have rostered, named off a handful of guys on the Pistons, you know, the Isaiah Thomas kind of era, Bill Lambeer, um, more than I could a Nuggets roster. Uh, never, ever liked the Red Wings, though. It was kind of the era we grew up in the early 90s. The Nuggets were just garbage. Oh, they were. I remember they mm-hmm. would give away free tickets at school. Yes. Yeah. I saw Almost it. like yes. the Rapids now. And it was always the Jazz. I saw the Jazz twice because for free. But when I moved to California, San Diego, I, there were Lakers fans around me, and I remember being asked if I was a basketball fan by a super Lakers fan. And I said no, because I grew up in Denver, and he just laughed and said, I totally get it. <laughs> but I didn't even consider them a professional team. They were kind of on the level of the Washington Generals to me. It, well, it didn't I, help that their I, logo looked almost the same. Yeah, and I went to... Uh, um, you talk about $3 t-shirts. My mom would like collect <laughs> $3 nuggets apparel to like send back to the philippines and i guess she might have made some nuggets fans that way (laughs) over there they think we won the championship but in those days i was always a michael jordan fan just because he was like transcendent to the sport he's bigger than life and i remember my uncle in the philippines would send me bowls stuff because it was cheaper to buy there and I was like a huge Michael Jordan fan back then. Yep. And then you had the video games and all that. That was when, before sports became right. such NBA a business that it whatnot, is yeah. now. I was, I I mean, I, I Isaiah Thomas was definitely my kind of follow to. I, I got the, the headbutting between the two, but there was an appreciation for Michael that I still have. Like, I... I watched the first two episodes of The Last Dance and I got all nostalgic and almost <laughs> kind of was like, oh, I don't know if I even can finish this right now. Um, and it's kind of... Basketball has a different kind of a story to me. I, I always kind of just watched it from afar, but you know, it was hockey and, and baseball and, and soccer. I think those were my top three. And I'm kind of an outlier amongst us and I've never liked baseball at all. <laughs> I was gonna say we haven't despite even, trying. I was gonna say we haven't even talked about football, but I was never interested, and I didn't grow up in any kind of sports family except for uncles were fanatic about the Broncos. I couldn't care less. I yeah. went to the parties and I was in the kitchen. I wasn't watching the game. I could not care less. I remember sneaking away to another TV, one Super Bowl to watch the Simpsons on Fox because I, I totally couldn't care less too. about the Super Bowl that was happening. So it's just a game that has That's never ever appealed to me in any kind of way. So you couldn't even like say there's a team you give a shit or have gave a shit. I mean, yeah, like you said, your I uncles can and pretend, family are Broncos fans. But. I can pretend to give a shit about the Broncos because I live here. But when I lived in San Diego, I didn't even pretend to give a shit about the Chargers. Well, that's probably because most of San Diego didn't give a shit. No, about that's, the why <laughs> that's why they left. That's why they left. 
But no, I always used to say kind of like, I guess someone's got to win the Super Bowl. It may as well be the Broncos. And then I experienced them winning one. Or and I'm two. like, I don't want to deal with that shit again. <laughs> I don't want them to even make the playoffs anymore. Wow. I don't, just because of the, the hype? Just because of that whole goddamn party that professionally I have to care about yeah, downtown that, that's that I don't I want to ever have to deal with again. If yeah. I'm not in the job I'm in now, then fine, win it. I don't care. I won't be watching. Which is weird because I feel like <laughs> that made me a better journalist when I was actually covering the Rockies because Michael Kadire was just a guy to me. <laughs> so I just spoke to him like a normal human being. I was like, Have you ever tried to speak to an NFL player as a normal human being? It's like talking to this dog right here. In fact, this dog is cute. You can't even get that. I've had to interview Chargers. <laughs> I've had to talk to Chargers as a journalist. And beyond not knowing what the hell I'm supposed to talk to them about, their answers make no goddamn sense because they can't speak. They're not, <laughs> They're not articulate these enough. These are football players. Like, I can talk to a soccer player all day. Football players, it hurts you to be intelligible. <laughs> I think it depends on the football player, but I can definitely see that. Yeah, everyone I ever talked to. And I didn't interview them about football because I'm not a sports reporter. I interviewed them about community events they were participating in, and they still couldn't give me a lucid sentence. I just gave the fuck up on that entire species of human being that fits into that league. I just can't even deal with them. Wow. That's (laughs) holding them to a whole different kind of bar there. I just want to communicate as a person who also speaks the language you speak. This isn't, like, I'm not interviewing Sammy Sosa. You grew up here speaking English, man. It's like, I'm not, <laughs> I got to put you on somehow, on TV, somehow. How do you want me to make you look? Yeah, and I got to answer why there's no sound for this story. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's insane. Here's the sound. Uh, yeah. And then the editor or producer is like, oh, that's why. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's just because I didn't interview them right is what it comes out as. It's like it's never because they can't speak. It's because I didn't ask them good questions. Okay. Uh, I think it's football. I've, I still. Oh, I'm not wearing it. I wore. I wore it this morning actually, though my Detroit Lions, hoodie. Um, that was the probably next to the Tigers, the only other Detroit team that I still at 42, follow. I don't give a shit, but I follow. Like, I was a Barry Sanders fan. Watching him run and watching him just make guys miss made me laugh. And, in fact, when we would play football in the backyard of our friend's house or whatever, I ran like Barry, and I loved making people miss. The juke move got its name from Barry Sanders, I think. I don't know, but that's where I heard it from. Mm-hmm. So I think for football, that that was where I lived and breathed football which was only for about a couple years in junior high um but as a lions fan there's never a time to be proud because <laughs> <laughs> they're here I mean, to ruin your I thanksgiving mean, every well, year well that's no, well, <laughs> i don't know why do they always play be- thanksgiving because why is that? I, it was one of those things that when they decided to have the thanksgiving game detroit was one of the original few teams um as far as football goes and hockey too I could never get onto the Red Wings. I said that earlier, but I, I don't have a, a, a <laughs> I don't have a real actual answer for why they're a part of every Thanksgiving. 
I just know that they were a part of every Thanksgiving before Jerry Jones had to buy his way in and make Dallas part of Thanksgiving too. Um, that was the only only reason I looked forward to Thanksgiving as a kid. The food meant nothing to me. It was the fact that that was the one time a year I could watch the Lions on TV. Lose? It was 50-50 whether they would lose <laughs> on Thanksgiving. No matter how bad they were, except the one year they lost all 16, Thanksgiving usually... Yeah, it was a tough year. They won was, all. They lost all sixteen yeah. games. They were the year. first team to ever <laughs> yeah. lose. That was like every five single years ago. game. Yeah, well, it was. It was a, a little a, bit ago. Yeah, it was I a handful of years ago, but it it wasn't too long ago. But they, yeah, they were the first ones in the NFL to ever have lost every game. Yeah, that's almost impressive. Like that's that's. Are yeah. the Jets on that way? They might yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think. Have they won one yet? No. They season? almost beat the Patriots. Oh, they were close. Actually, the Patriots had to come back. Actually, as much as I'm and... a Bills fan, we were a little too freaking close. I did not like it because I was a little cocky. I was like, oh, we're playing the Jets. We're going to kill them. I'm like, holy shit, this was close. And so for you, you just mentioned being a Bills fan. So football and hockey were probably your big sports. Well, I think we live in a cold environment, which obviously Colorado is too, but we have lakeside effects. So like... We yeah, but I also grew up with two brothers that played the sport. So, which is funny because we were talking football about football or hockey too. or both. Well, both. And then my parents, <sighs> it was expensive, so they had to choose which one they wanted to focus on. One brother chose uh, football, and one chose hockey. But I think for me as a kid, we we had season tickets to the Sabers, and there's a lot of games throughout the season. We had season tickets. We shared with football so obviously you know football we didn't see as many games so I had to share it with my brother so they would take my brother's one game and my sister and the other game so we didn't see a lot of football but I I will never forget the tailgates for football I think that's what I loved as a kid I appreciate football now that I'm older I understand the game and I love it but hockey was my favorite sport as a kid but I think we also were skaters. Like we, we were one of those kids that we lived in the country. We would shovel the pond and skate on the pond, and like hockey was our sport. Yeah, none of us had a I, fucking. Well, pond. And I was one of those dorks that I was probably that young girl. They were my musicians in a way. They were my rock stars. I could tell you their birth dates. Their like what year they were born and how cute they were. I was a little bit like that. Now that I'm older, I'm not like that as much. Who I'm was like, your crush then? Paul Sear was probably my biggest crush, which is funny because he wasn't the most talented, but he was definitely the best looking. And then, weirdly... If you ask ask my sister that same question, Rob Lowe, hands down. Well, to me, he could have been a close... He was close to Rob Lowe. That's all I knew about hockey. One of my favorite players of all time was uh, Lindy Ruff. Which wasn't out of looks, which is really weird. No, this guy looked like, like Coach. I like him by looks, but I loved him Like, for you know the TV reason. show Coach, oh, yeah. right? Hey, like, Fox, yeah. yeah. And he was, and he, be, and that's why my favorite number's always been 22. And he wasn't even the best player, so I honestly don't know what drew me to him, but I just loved him so much. And he had that je ne sais quoi. I don't know, but we would, be, we would go see him all the time. They would scrimmage in our little tiny town ice rink. I would steal, like, their tape on their back i'd rip it jock off. straps <laughs> whatever i can get I my hands really on for that wink wink not really parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be shocked if your parents listen to this actually pierre turgeon was probably one of the best looking players back in that time 
And this is before they wore helmets mandatorily. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> they might have not had face masks <laughs> when I was watching. But you just mentioned a player who didn't wear a helmet. Who? Pierre Lacroix. Pierre Turgeon. Oh, Turgeon. My bad. You're talking about like Gil Perrault. What is it? Gilbert Gil, Perrault. Yeah, he probably didn't wear a helmet. And I grew up knowing him, but I didn't know him. I, I learned him by just hearing about him. Okay. I got you. I got you. But yeah, I loved hockey. It was a fun sport. It was the only sport that I appreciate fights. I hate fights in general. But you give me a good fuck. Fo- <laughs> we're four beers in <laughs> I know I love we're, a good hockey fight especially when it's a good the, fuck <laughs> when it's the goalies and the gloves go down oh like, like a good yeah. Chris Osgood Patrick Waugh fight mm-hmm. yeah exactly right that's what but made when Patrick Waugh the goat yeah Sackett's one of my favorites I love Joe Sackett Forsberg uh, LaPerriere is probably one of my favorites because he's kind of that little guy the tough ass but he's, he's a, a good, bit of a scrapper he's good He's a scrapper and he's a good player. I, I liked him a lot, so I like the abs too. Okay, all right. Patrick well. Waugh was always my Pat, yeah. idol growing up. He's we good. we we didn't have a pond playing here in Denver. It was always hot uh, roller street hockey. Right, right. You're sweating. Your <laughs> all your gear is covered in sweat, and you have that hockey smell. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> my brother would keep his equipment in one room, and it was like one of those rooms no one would want to go in. Like, you go in there. No, you go in there. <laughs> it's horrible smell. And he's one of the sports personalities that when I met him, he's, he was a nice guy, but I also know he had some issues uh, with his, his wife. Aww. So I didn't know that part. Yeah, I had, I had heard some stories, but yeah, Patty Waugh was definitely, and, and I played goalie. That was my position. I like him. So I have, have, like, goalies are the ones that I could run down names that, you know, mattered to me. And, and Patty was up there, but weirdly, Jeff Hackett was my kind of, I don't know why, and he I wasn't that too. great, but he ended up, I mean, Hackett usually ended up on some of the shittier teams like he got his start with san jose as the san jose uh sharks came into the league and he just got destroyed and then he ended up in chicago when chicago sucked ass so he wasn't doing all that great there and at some point after the end of his career he ended up the goalkeeper coach here in colorado so that was kind of nice to see how his career had kind of come to here um as as one of the probably few guys who followed jeff hackett uh, Ron Hexadal blew me away because he was one of the few goalies to score more than one goal in hockey. That's so, rare. Yeah, exactly. Dominic Hasek, the Dominator, mm-hmm. uh, Felix the Cat Potvin in Toronto. Like goalies were, man, I paid attention you to goalies. Didn't even say Marty. Marty Brodeur. Brodeur. The only reason I didn't go Marty is because there's that that little bit of rivalry between him and Patty. And I felt like, you know, and, and Brodeur is going to pass him, kind of like Emmett Smith passed Barry Sanders. I don't really care for Emmett Smith because he passed Barry Sanders. So I have that kind of same feeling for Marty Brodeur. Um, mad love for Manon Rium, the first female to ever play in the NHL. Also happened to be for my Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so goalies, I think, were a huge focal point for me in hockey. And one of the reasons I think 
I loved hockey. It was just one thing I love about goalies <laughs> is this is kind of weird. Is I well goalie, I always feel bad because you could have the best game ever, but you want let one goal in, which may, may not even be your fault. Ken Dryden. <laughs> you, I can't. Yeah, whatever. I hate that part. But the one thing I love about goalies is like I love that the camaraderie, 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 camaraderie. Yes. Like, if you touch that goalie, you got, like, four or five guys that'll fuck your shit up because you touch the goalie. Like, I, I don't know why I like that. Like, that, like, protective... They're the bouncers. It's like the quarterback, but goalies are, like, tougher. Yeah, I well, the like. quarterback, yeah, you, they get sad. Quarterbacks but no are more like... Anyone, but they're also, also football, more like the pretty... They're more hockey. like the pretty boy of the team, the mm. quarterback, whereas the goalie's... They're more respected. Yeah, the goalies are not usually the night the better looking guys, but they do have some mad respect, and they're a little cuckoo in the head. Uh, but I like if you if anyone fucks with the goalie, you put players out. They'll like you fucked with my goalie. I'm gonna fuck with you back. Like, and they go after it. Now football's a little different though, but I think they're. I think you're not allowed to fight like you are in hockey a little bit. There's a little more expectation. Hockey, you kind of expect Hockey's really the hockey only fight. sport where you can where straight football, up like, like you get that flag and that one penalty could <clears throat> cost the game. You're not gonna do that with hockey. I mean, you can a little bit, but not like that. Well, maybe it goes back to Matt saying certain types of players and IQs mm-hmm. and how you kinda approach the support the sport. But I think it I mean? also is a generation thing, which Matt said, because as a kid I grew up in near upstate Buffalo where we didn't have a pro baseball team. So a lot of my families, I had a Philly fan, brother, a Dodger fan. Dad likes the Yankees, yeah. So you kind of picked who you wanted because we didn't really have someone close to us. But it was more of a kid. It was more kid-like. Like Like we had, what's the league right below? Triple A. So that in Batavia, which is weird because we're such a small town, we actually had a team that was Triple A. And my dad would volunteer working there. So we'd always go to the baseball game. So that's a very... And it's funny. I didn't even think of it. Did you guys ever see Summer Catch? Because it really was one of those fond memories Ah. as a kid. No, but my brother did also did that with the Durham Bulls when he lived in Durham, North Carolina. Uh He he was one of the guys who ran with the screen Ah. to to sort of sift the dirt. Yeah, he he loved that. Yeah, and he would... I don't know what my dad did. Like, I don't know if he sold nuts or whatever, but he actually... He worked at concessions. He did. I don't know what he did, but he always... And we were kids, and that was one of my favorite... I love those memories. I And that's where I like baseball quite a bit, but... Yeah, I can appreciate that kind of old... That old Americana kind of baseball. Mm -hmm. Like The Sandlot when I was a kid. Um, The movie The Sandlot. (laughs) That kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't get that anymore. Yeah. But I do like going to the Rockies. We usually, other than with COVID, we used to go a lot, actually. A couple, a couple times a year. We didn't maybe not watch the whole game. We'd eat our peanuts and hot dogs and leave before the game was over. I would go <laughs> out of civic duty. Uh, I'd take my son to about one game a year, and we would get so bored by the sixth inning, we would just say, let's fucking get out of here. Yeah, there's so other things to do downtown while hurts. we're here. That, yeah. Well, I think price hurts, too, because yep. yeah. you can't eat fifteen dollars for a beer and for a crazy yeah well that was going back to the chargers that was a big complaint of the chargers is they think the cheapest ticket was 100 bucks so everyone was priced out and then they would black it out on tv because no one would buy the tickets because they were not a team worth watching the bills did that years back 
they blacked out. And that yeah. was horrible. Yeah, and it just kind of snowballs into, fine, we're leaving your city. Yeah. And then that's what happens. That's the result of nobody coming to your game. So you guys kind of touched on it with that and, and the Rapids. What are some uh, never-meet-your-heroes moments you guys have had? Philip Rivers. Uh, was he the quarterback for the yeah, Chargers? Yeah, he was the Chargers. Talk about a mush brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's still, isn't he in Indianapolis now? Yeah, and he has how many kids? Six, at least? Oh, no shit. I didn't say he was a mush dick. I said he was a mush brain. Are they with the same lady? Uh, as we're I all quiet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably a lovely guy. He just can't. He should never be given the podium. He just can't speak. Mm. I hated. Where hated is he from? He has some accent. <sighs> or maybe that's just a mushroom. I just brain assume accent. they all come from <laughs> Texas. They all, they all come Tennessee, from somewhere in Texas, don't they? Texas, Florida. <laughs> Basketball. They went to such the depths as recruiting oh, from the prison ball. system in Texas. <laughs> That's the best part ever. Oh man, mine was real. John Elway. He was he refused to sign an autograph for a young kid, <laughs> and that's when I knew he was a douche. And then I started reading more of John Elway douche stories well, over the years. I dealt with him personally, I don't know much and that's about why him. I yeah. was always a Terrell Davis fan growing hmm? up. And everyone was in this town was a John Elway fan, but. I assume they've never met him, and I usually ask, and that's the case, because most people that have met him know that he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah, I and worked. That's the fear of meeting anyone that you idolize in a way or put up on a pedestal. But when you, you meet, don't want to be disappointed. When you, you meet someone and they're uh, like a genuinely good person, that kind of solidifies your fandom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I worked for Elway, so I, I definitely have to agree with you there. I think that was probably the biggest disappointment. As far as like, okay, yeah, I grew up watching you and you did some really great things, but you're kind of an asshole to me. It didn't seem um, like he even respected his own property. Well, that's from just what it. It, it wasn't so much to me in general. He just, I don't even think he looked me in the eyes. And to be honest, I don't know if I ever looked him in the eyes because, you know, there's that intimidation factor. And I was 18 years old washing this guy's car and boat. But the way he took care of his property his boat specifically really kind of set with me and there just was no care or lack. Of, I mean, there was definitely a lack of respect for his own property and, and that kind of, yeah, that and I, that's weirdly, I almost kind of see too. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're a working class person I and mean, you've had to like earn your way through life, you kind of respect things a different way. But if you haven't, yeah, You've had I mean, things handed to you, or if you know that you can just really throw some, expensive things that other people work really hard, their or lives may never for. see in their own lifetime. Like, I'll never own a boat like he had. I mean, barring a winning lotto ticket, but yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things that definitely sit in my my memory. But as far as athletes go, that let me down, like I never meet your hero thing. I I think he would be it. I mean, we've met a few with the Rapids, but. I mean, Matt mentioned it. Talking to a soccer player is different. Well, you got to be smart to be a soccer player. Yeah, that's actually, I'll agree with that. Because there are some soccer players that have the same, like, educational background, wherein they haven't really gone to college, or but they're still smarter than other athletes. Like a that Dylan have, Serna. 
like the same <clears throat> educational background. Shame yeah, it just takes brains to the strategy of soccer is such that it takes intelligence to adapt, overcome, and defeat. Whereas football, you're just memorizing patterns and it hurts you to think. You probably get in trouble. And there's no actual coaching. You probably get in trouble to think in football because like, you there is some coaching in certain levels of football. But for the most part, a lot of football coaches, they aren't like tactical geniuses. My dad will I tell speak you from that. my own experience <laughs> yeah. playing football. Like, I knew more about our high school football coaches, more about the game than our high school football coaches knew. And that's why I quit playing football. <laughs> my high school soccer coach didn't know nearly. He's like, as we're going to run the same us. play, yeah. eye formation, run it up the gut for a yard for three plays. I'm like, that's not how you get 10 yards on a first down. You know that, right? And they didn't win a game. But that was me playing Madden 98. I would pick <laughs> one of three plays. It was either a, a short toss over the center, or it was a sweep, or a quarterback sneak. And they wondered why defenses <laughs> could read their plays so easily. <laughs> and they actually got mad when I picked off their star quarterback as a freshman <laughs> three plays in a row. I'm like, no, this is where when you, if you're a real coach, you need to figure out that you're doing something wrong when your freshman is picking off your play for three plays in a row. So, yeah, football is full of meatheads, which is what I don't like about football. They hold that little thing above their mouth, like you don't listen to what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd think that they'd be happy to wear masks now that people wouldn't have to... I can't remember, and it's funny you should say that. I can't remember what game I was watching, but one was kept, and I'm sure it's habit, but he had a mask on and he was doing that. I'm like, dude... We can't see you anyway. <laughs> they should do the signs like baseball does, where you're just patting yourself in various places at various tempos. But don't they have to change their padding so people can't... Like... I don't know anything about it, but I was told once... Yeah, because that... that's how the Astros won their World Series, apparently. Like, I know is they... Pat, like... <laughs> they figured out all the pats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was told once that not all the pats... Some of the pats are red herrings, and not all the pats are to be paid attention to, but they'll do a certain pattern in the beginning, and then you pay attention to the next few things they do, then not the next things, and then it's harder to crack that way. <laughs> that's something I was told as a kid by a kid, and maybe that kid was smarter than the Houston Astros, but... That's what I've always thought it was. It's kind of how I've always seen it. And we've touched on teams and, and some kind of like group sports, but what about individual sports? What about in a personality? Andre Agassi. Or, yeah. Oh, Andre tennis. fucking Agassi. I used to love Was him. the coolest guy That's on hilarious. earth. He married Brooke Shields. They're yeah, he was the coolest <laughs> guy on earth when I was a John kid. John McEnroe was pretty kind of. Well, he's, befo- he's before Andre. He was just, he wouldn't accept a bad call. <laughs> Speaking of, that's one of the few famous people I've met, and he did not disappoint. He was a very Agassi? nice guy. Agassi. Yeah. Oh. I've met Andre Agassi, and he was a very nice guy. I had a crush on him. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You and every, beauty. my sister, my neighbors, everyone, <laughs> every girl. He, he was, was the, the coolest guy on like, earth. He was. Literally. I he, I, and granted, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge soccer or uh, tennis fan either, but I do appreciate it. I do play a little bit. But he was the first one to break out kind of that, like, personality where yeah. I think he brought the more... Stardom. I mean, I remember the, the Canon totally commercials did. for the camera. The Rebel. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had the paintballs and stuff, and mm-hmm. then... But he had the long hair. He was mm-hmm. not... He didn't wear the color white, solid white all the time. Like, he was the only one with any personality. Yeah. 
in the world of tennis. He was the Scottie Pippen, of, not the Rodman of tennis, basically. He really was. I wouldn't have known him otherwise. Yeah. But he was just Mr. Like, that's the coolest guy I've ever seen as a 10, 11, 12 year old kid. That's impressive. Because mm-hmm. that's like, you spit him out real quick. I don't even think I've finished my sentence. You're like, Andre Agassi. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, as far as individual sports go, he's, he's it for me. I mean, I didn't follow swimming, but I guess Greg Louganis was the biggest name I can think of from those, those era, that, that time. Probably there, He's yeah. The, he was mostly famous, though, for hitting his head. Yeah, unfortunately. And then the whole AIDS thing. Yeah, and then my, Mark Spitz would have been the next most famous swimmer I could tell, or diver or whatever. Well, kudos yeah. to you could even remember a name. For, yeah. I didn't even think of Andre, which is awesome. Brian Boitano? <laughs> I would, well, I wouldn't have thought I of him, him just because he's later, but I would have thought more of the older skaters. I only know of him. what I loved in Olympics. Scott Hamilton. I, I only know oh, yeah, Scott, or, or, or Scott Hamill, be, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. He was the first yeah. one to do the backflip. Yep. I only know of Boitano because of South Park, the movie. I had to look up who Brian Boitano was after I saw that song. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I think, yeah, skating is, a, I could think of a couple females, but none of them that are like, oh, yeah, that was great. Like, I, I, well, Mary Lou Retton, you think more of like. Scrooged. That's the only reason I knew who she was. She was Tiny Tim and Scrooge with oh, Bill no, Murray. That's the only way. <laughs> My brother-in-law and my sister are, are race car fans, so they have individuals that they like. But I couldn't oh. name a single race car driver. Richard Petty right now. was, I yeah, mean, I in either. my years of growing up, I mean, uh, the number 43 car, Richard Petty, was mm. kind of... There's several um, juniors. Dick that Trickle, I, I like, like for real. That That's 70 just show. a funny name. I know that name from that 70s show. But yeah. it's it was real, and he I'm drove the Skull car. Name. So as someone who dipped... That's kind of peak like, NASCAR. Yeah. Oh, it was total. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you basically had two yeah. penis references next to a skull. Uh, that's like, that's it, marketing. It, it would almost be good for him better. to have like a fountain because I picture Dick slowly trickling. <laughs> Dick trickle. Dick trickle. If anything, they should have taken more advantage of that. But I guess there's restrictions on mm. tobacco advertising. That was the well, 70s. Th- that, that was the late 70s, early 80s before they put in like... I can I can remember when they stopped putting cigarette commercials on TV. We had to be. I mean, it was early eighties. Purely as an athlete, I remember. I can it. appreciate Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. but I was gonna he's, get to he's that. Kind of a shit show as a person. He's talented though. But he changed golf forever. Yeah, and for what he accomplished. Um, What's the crocodile as... guy? Crocodile guy. Steve Irwin. No, that's... Oh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, that's what I think. Why is he a crocodile? He's from from Australia. He he reminds me of crocodiles. Maybe Uh, that's why. He always used to wear that hat, too. Yeah, he had the little... The crocodile Dundee hat? A little bit. With the teeth around there? (laughs) I can mention a snowboarder, Sean White, is Mm. pretty transcendent as far as individual. The fact that I know his name tells me you're probably yeah. right. Because he's the only snoworder other than that. Because skater, yeah. Tennis, Chloe Kim. Tennis Chloe Kim, I appreciated yeah. uh, Federer and Nadal. They're both at the top of their game. Oh Nadal, yeah. Although I I mean I don't know man. Tennis, the the two names that are gonna come to me is Agassi Under, and McEnroe. Yeah, Agassi's a good one. Like, I would never have thought of him either. That's so awesome. That yeah, that's probably the best individual guy that I mm. can 
The yeah. Williams sisters have done a lot, but I almost think of them as a tandem than as individuals. Well, they're better as That's... a tandem too. Like when duos, they have more wins as a duo than they do they're like each individual. And the reason why I they're so good individually is because they've played each other their entire lives. So yeah. not a, like a lot of too. other individuals have had that. There's been going some. For um, them. And then, you know, opposite of the court of the, the Williams sisters, and, and Matt mentioned it when we first brought up the, the topic last week or whatever, Anna Kornikova. Oh, yeah. I was Is she to the grunter? No. No. That's, Who's uh, the Anna Kornikova Every was time... a straight up Celis. Oh, was that Celis? Celis uh, is the one who got stabbed. Yeah. Um, that happened. Um, Anna Kornikova was a straight up supermodel that was given a tennis racket. She was drop dead gorgeous, but I hear she wasn't that great at tennis. No, she wasn't the best. Um, I didn't follow her tennis playing. I just had <laughs> you're like I saw my her. computer I cut her pictures out. And my computer my desktop wall. was absolutely her picture. Yeah, and and she got herself a hockey player in the process. So um, hey, Wayne Gretzky had a little actress, a little gymnast actress. That's yeah, right. She yeah. might been in the Mitch Gaylord movie. She was in the Mitch Gaylord movie. That's right. Um. I was thinking that you know I think she had uh, Anna briefly married Pavel Bure, which was I think next to outside of goalies he was my favorite hockey player. Very short-lived career. He was probably one of the fastest guys on skates, um, but just personality and I think the Americas didn't do him well and we'll then, have to do a separate episode for wags yeah and then his oh, yeah. his brother married candace cameron <laughs> Burray, be funny, or I'm candace cameron like, i know so many now right with the wag episode well mike fisher he's oh. with uh the country singer oh yearwood is it carrie carrie uh underwood, underwood? yes is it trisha yearwood's with garth brooks yep 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 because she got her TV show on the Food Network. Uh, I... Yeah, she's the new Paula Deen. She cooks very bad. Yummy, but I can't cook it because it's all fat. <laughs> it's a lot of butter. <laughs> you put three sticks of butter <laughs> and cheese. I'm like, that looks delicious. Two cups of sugar. <laughs> That's like, like me for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> all health rules are out the window. Mm-hmm. And the Pioneer Woman. That's a whole other topic. I love food. Oh, yeah. Well, that could be a whole nother topic. Uh, do we hit up our final thoughts then as we're talking about other topics? And Matt's over there yawning. You need another beer. Yeah, but I can't get up until we wrap I this Final thoughts. Okay. Do you want me to get a beer? I'll get you a beer. I really need to use the bathroom on my way to get okay. a beer, so I'm just waiting for this thing to end. Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. end this. We're, we're pushing our 90 minutes. I can bring you a kinda. urinal. <laughs> <laughs> All can right. Final thoughts, Marco. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Yep. Final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, sports at their best. They can bring people together, uh, form friendships, create good memories and experiences. At their worst, yeah, sports can be a lot of bad. There, there could be blood involved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even a war. The thing about sports, and I, I think it's good banter. And Legal it is, cases. Fun. Privilege, rich people that oh, don't care about their fans. Sports is a whole nother world, but best combined with friends and beer. Yeah. I love sports, and I love to banter about sports, but I've definitely been in when we went to go to the Sabre game. Someone gave me the finger just wearing 
a Sabres at an Ava game. And I was like, all right, this isn't fun. What the fuck? That happened to me at the uh, NCAA championship for hockey. And we beat their team. So, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck you. <laughs> Screw you, gophers. I assume it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota Duluth, Bulldogs. so it was the Bulldogs. Oh, okay. I was close. I was close. All right. Let's spin. Okay. I've been playing with this, and it's come up Marco like 90% of the time for some reason, so hope you're ready, Marco. I say we do a Thanksgiving episode. Oh, it's me. Yay. Oh. It came up me. It came uh, up me. <laughs> <laughs> my topic is... Hey, radio DJ used to be the most awesome job in the world, and now it's like the dumbest job I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I listened love to the radio. It. I listened to the radio, and this lady was like, it was a DJ duo talking about like the stupidest shit news out of Greeley for some reason. And they're like, a guy was called the police on because he was walking down the street and his pants were sagging, you know, as they do. And then this lady who was his counterpart said, his privates aren't so private. <laughs> and I literally brought my foot up and kicked the radio out of my car. <laughs> and so my idea is, hey, radio DJ used to be the coolest job in the world, and now it's stupid. Let's talk about that. Okay. Or any uh, other job that used to be awesome is now stupid. All right. Oh, I have one. some opinions on this. Well, there's so many back in the day, too. I mean, it depends on how you go back. But All right. All right. Let's, let's not ruin it. So stick with us for the next episode as we talk jobs that no longer are awesome or jobs that suck or jobs in general. <laughs>